welcome. I'm the Parliament Raven. Welcome. Pull up a seat, pour yourself a glass of tea. My name's Jason Rodriguez, and I'm the Parliament Raven. And usually I start off by telling you what the episode's about and getting you in the mindset, but I, I know recently my episodes have not been consistent, and uh, there's been a reason for that. Uh, life has been rather hectic, and way too many changes have occurred uh, in which uh, I have yet to be allowed to make consistent episodes in the sense that, uh, for instance, I had laryngitis uh, for the last four or five days and have not been able to talk without it being an extremely painful event. <clears throat> but here I am uh, feeling better recording this episode. Um, so... That teamed up with with some recent losses of a friend uh, has put me in a mindset to to get back to the basics. And sometimes we have to get back to the basics of even what this podcast was about, about, which was unraveling the day-to-day Christianity. Um, For for the everyday person, uh, whether they're a believer or not, uh, it's always better to understand someone than not to understand. It causes there to be a lot less arguments or frustrations. Um, when you get to a point that you understand somebody and their beliefs, and that isn't to say that there's not a plethora of Christianity out there. There's not a plethora of beliefs about uh, yod heh vav about Jesus Christ, about uh, the history of the Jewish people, the history of the Christian religion, the history of the church today, and the beliefs uh, they're found in. Um, and yes, there's a lot of complicated things. And recently, what brings this episode up, what what this episode is about, is about God's character. And the reason I say it's about character, God's character is that a friend, a Lutheran friend of mine, uh, posted something and wanted my response to it. And the post was this. A student, not knowing much about the Christian faith, recently asked, Jesus died for the sin of the world and to reconcile people to God. Now, if God is omnipotent, all-powerful, why does he need Jesus' death on the cross in order to be reconciled with mankind? What should have been the answer? So let me repeat, let me break this down real quick. So Jesus died for the sins of the world and to reconcile people to God. Okay, so that's the, that was the first statement. Now the question that came from that statement was, now if God is omnipotent, if he is all-powerful, if he is better than Thanos with the infinity gauntlet, why does he need Jesus on the cross in order to reconcile with mankind? And I did give an answer, and before I get to my answer, I, the problem must be stated. So he gave the question, but the problem is not God's 
being overpowerful and use of power here. The true question behind all of this um, idea of power is who is this God? What is his character? Why? And because of his character, does he really need this because of who he is? And the reason this comes out is this generation of young people, including myself, I'm going to include myself in this young people, even though I like to to say I'm old, uh, grew up with this idea of superheroes, with this idea of um, powerful comic Time Lord, all-powerful beings that are faulty. Very much so, like the Greek gods. But we'll leave that connection for some other time. But you have these these superheroes saving the world from these very capricious, all-powerful beings. And a lot of times, God is portrayed by media as a very capricious and powerful being. And by capricious, I mean a jerk. I mean, you have a whole show called Lucifer where God looks like a jerk. And Lucifer looks like this cool, suave uh, angel out there trying to help humanity in the best way he can, trying to be, trying to stay out of, stay out of the hair of mankind, and that it was all God's fault. Hmm. So you have this mindset of not knowing about who this God is, but understanding this concept of power, this concept of authority, and this concept of character, right? These things are in the minds, whether young people or old people or any person um, gives it relevance, these are in our mind. There's tropes even about such things. So one must understand first who we're talking about. And now... God is incomprehensible in the way is in in the sense that only when he deems or reaches out can we comprehend him. He is so beyond mankind, he has to make himself known, or at least pieces, right? He's so incomprehensible, so beyond us, super logical, a super being beyond our understanding that he must reveal himself to us to understand him. Let me repeat that. He must reveal himself to us to understand him. And he's done it plenty of times. And he continues. The word has has 365 names, titles, and attributes, and I'm just going to go over a few, okay? So we are looking at the father to the fatherless, the first and the last, the all-sufficient, the most high God. That means he's higher than all other gods. The eternal one, God who sees, the provider. He's a banner, a shepherd, a healer, ever-present, he is peace, he is righteousness, he is love. He is almighty, he has all the might. He is all glorious, and in his glory he is, he is radiant. That means he radiates, he glows, he shows glory. He is the what glory is, everything that is based off of glory. He's the rock of, of people's salvation. He's a refuge. He is the weak strength. 
He's never failing. Right? So, and uh, he is Christ. He is risen. He's the Holy Spirit, the powerful. He is wisdom. I'll stop with that because I can go on for a very long time. So he's omnipotent. He is just. He is siddhakah, faithfulness, righteousness, and justice. And if we understand that he is these things, then we need to understand that, and my wife might might disagree, but, but God follows the rules. <laughs> he has the ability not to follow the rules, and he knows all of the rules where we don't. For instance, physics keeps changing because we don't know. <laughs> and I say that because, well, once we crack the atom open, we will find the basic building blocks to, oh, corks. Well, once we crack the cork open, oh, and it keeps going. And as we understand <laughs> physics better and better, we notice that we don't understand physics and that there's a plan there. And that's how we get a lot of agnostic physicists. And, and I, I would like to point them to, to God, the creator of the universe, who has revealed himself and continues to reveal himself in physics that you keep studying. So back to the question that this student proposed. Now, if God is all-powerful, if God is omnipotent, why does he need... Jesus' death on the cross in order to reconcile. Why does he need, if he can lift an unliftable rock that he created, then why does he need this man himself to come down and set things right? Well, you got to look at the rules. You know, and uh, C.S. Lewis did this a great job about this uh, this savior interaction with Aslan in the stone table, if you look at the deeper magic, the one that was written before <laughs> the stone table, you would find that an innocent who sheds blood. Well, there's, there's rules. There's residency there. And I try to, when I, when I try to talk about theology, I try to make it, being a, a seventh grade, eighth grade teacher right now, I try to make my, my explanations well enough for a seventh grader. And so when I was answering this question, when I was looking at this question about God being omnipotent, why did he need Jesus? I wanted to, the, to a seventh grader to understand it. So so one must understand first that this student lacks an understanding of God's character. And being that he under, lacks the understanding of God's character, we must understand then what, what's going on. So the student thinks God, that, here's the presupposition that the student ha thinks, that all power means ones can break all the rules, right? But that leaves somebody being unjust, being unfair, and God is known to be just, and he's known to be fair, and he's known to be gracious, and he's known to be merciful, right? So he's known to, to, to set right the rules. He's known to give mercy, which is to, to give what you don't deserve, uh, 
and then he's known to give grace and to take place to get what you don't deserve and to give an overabundance. Right? And so even when God is establishing a miracle, he's usually establishing that within the laws of the universe in which he established. For instance, walking on water. There are creatures who can walk on water. So Jesus walking on water is still within the laws of the universe. It's a miracle because man is not made to walk on water, but he's still working within the physics of the universe. When, we, when God heals somebody, we have the ability to heal. He's just doing it in a perfect way. When an arm grows back, the DNA and the knowledge is there. He's just doing it in a perfect way where the arm grows. It is beyond me, but science can look and say God is still working with the bounds of science. And there's plenty of miracles that happen that we don't understand that God is doing. Cancer falling off somebody's neck when it's in polyps, for instance. A lady's leg growing three inches when her legs were when her legs grew in uneven and having to give up a shoe that had a three-inch thick sole. Right? So God, when he's doing miracles, is still within the balance of what currently we can understand, even though it's beyond our understanding, even though the spiritual realm has its rules and, and laws that's its own that interact with ours, and that's a whole nother podcast and a whole nother discussion, and I probably need a panel to, to talk about it. So he, has all, he still has the power to do these things. So why does he need Jesus to reconcile us? Well, it's established that the consequences of sin is death. There's the rule. The consequences of sin is death. And all have fallen short, all have sinned. Now, does that mean we're depraved? That's a whole other theological discussion. But all have sinned, fallen short, all have sinned. Right? And we know in the word, through one man, came the consequence of sin, right? Through one man, right? So the consequences of sin is death. So God is looking for a way in the, in, in, in the crucifixion of Jesus, God is looking for a way to pay the consequence for all as not to just restore relationship for all mankind, but a way to allow all mankind to be free of the consequence. Grace. Not just restore not just pay the price, but be free of as if it didn't occur. To, be, to erase the ledger. The crime was never committed. So by one man, the consequence was enacted for all. And then by one man, the payment for all can be given. Right? And Paul states this. But it goes deeper than this on many accounts. Because we need to... Jesus, and I'll leave it with this. I'll end it with this. Because this is, is the mind-blowing thing. Jesus only did what he saw the Father doing. 
chew on that in your theological mind for a bit. Saved mankind, because that's what the Father was doing. It's always been what the Father's been doing. So, no challenge this week. This is not a, a, a challenge episode. This is a uh, growth and unraveling episode. Uh, unraveling this idea that this all-powerful God is still playing, still plays by the rules he set. He's not a cheater. He doesn't cheat. Right? He is just. He is faithful. He is righteous. So yeah, even in omnipotence, he could have not not sent Jesus. And he could have gotten off the cross. And he could have broken the rules. But he stayed within the rules set that the consequences of sin is death. He stayed within the rules that were there. Faithfulness, justice, dependability. Right? Because if someone breaks the rules, how dependable are they? Right? So, ladies and gentlemen of the parliament, ponder. Have a great week. I'll try to get a, try to continue this season uh, with more consistency due to the fact that <coughs> things keep coming up. <laughs> uh, but hopefully, life will settle down. You never know. Life is full of ups and downs, of loss and of grief, and of hope, and of life. Till then, thank you. Pour yourself a glass of tea, and see you soon. If you enjoyed the conversation, please hit the like and subscribe button, and give us a rating. Also, if you'd like to see what's going on with more of the Parliament, please visit gravitas.org. Org. Also, intro music by Ross Budgen and exit music by Arnav Siravistav. Thanks again.